You're listening to the Chelsea Zerna Podcast, a podcast that inspires conscious leaders to live meaningful lives and to get in touch with the deepest parts of the human experience. My name's Chelsea Zerna, and I'm a women's empowerment coach with the mission of rewilding the feminine back into society. Each week, I have a conscious conversation with best-selling authors, inspiring leaders, and spiritual lightworkers who aren't afraid to step into the unknown and explore the greatest truths of life. Thanks for listening. So I've been going through quite an interesting experience lately with so many ups and downs. And last night, I, uh, I, I got really fed up. I was like in my head so much because there was this guy that I was so interested in and he was showing interest back and totally flirtatious yet so not in a space for a relationship. And I was forcing it. I was frustrated and I was like, Oh, the heck. And like, I could tell that he like, you know, potentially had feelings, but maybe not. And I was just trying to create it. I was trying to make it into something. And so um, one day he texted me and he's like, what's our motto? And I said, fuck it, just do it. And I goes like, well, that's my motto. I just say fuck it to everything and I go for it. And it's supposed to be very empowering for me, just like leaning into fear. And I was like, what's your motto? And he was like, thank you for this perfect adventure. And it like really dropped me into my heart. And I was like, wow, that's, thank you. That was really beautiful. Actually, I I love that motto. And so he posted a video on his story and he wrote, thank you for the perfect adventure. So he posted a video on my Instagram story and I was like, fuck it, just do it. <laughs> or no, he posted, fuck it, just do it. And I posted, thank you for this perfect adventure. So he posted my motto and I posted his. Anyways, this, there's a point to this. So I was trying to control this situation and kind of force it into like this love, like romantic commitment partnership that he wasn't in for. Like he wants to feel free and build a business. And I'm like, I don't want to lose you. You know, being a woman who fears losing love and abandonment, right? All men want to feel free. All women fear losing love and they fear abandonment Men fear losing their freedom. This is, this is not a great match right now. (laughs) And so, um, So last night I was like, I need to do something different. I need to totally break my state. I need to get out. I need to get out of my head. The writing isn't helping. This is way too much. Like I just need to go and like get in my body. So we went dancing with a friend. I put on this beautiful red dress and we're driving along and we come to this, this beautiful place in Atlanta with these arches. And so we get out, we set up the speaker, we start dancing. And like, as we're looking around, we're seeing like the whole thing is surrounded by apartment buildings. So we're seeing all these people kind of like looking out the window into their apartment. Some people have their video cameras out. Some people are like calling their family over and you can just kind of see things like starting to happen from the windows. And I'm really shy. And so I'm just like trying not to like look and I'm just like noticing, okay, well, I'm not super embarrassed. Like at least they're enjoying it. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to lean into this further. And so this woman walks over and she's like carrying a red cup in her hand definitely a little bit drunk and she's like hey she's very vocal too very expressive (laughs) she's like hey alan come here and look at this i'm like thinking it's like her husband or something and she's like look at them dancing (laughs) she's like do you guys mind if i watch you and we're like sure and so she sits down and she's watching us dance And we're just having the time of our lives. And like, we've been dancing for quite a while, especially like together. So we know each other's style. It's very free. It's very flowing. I'm wearing this flowy red dress and it's just a very sensual dance. And so she's like, 
wow, this is how I fell in love with my husband. And she just started going in and in and in. And she's just like this woman who she's trying to get us to fall in love. That is her intention for sitting down there. Because the more she looked at us, the more she was like, oh, look at that twinkle in her eye. Look at that twinkle in his eye. Oh my God. And she was like, she is gorgeous. You better lock her down. She's going to get away. And she could tell that like I was just like this flowing being. She's like, you're radiating energy. You're so positive. And she was like, just trying to like pressure him in a way to like, hey. And he was like totally, I think already feeling some sort of emotion and connection because we've been dancing together for a while and it's very sensual and it's very connective in general. And so her kind of poking this was kind of poking him. And he was like, she is beautiful. She is gorgeous. And went into the soliloquy about how amazing I am. And then I started to feel the energy shift. I started to feel it no longer being very carefree. I started to feel it becoming a little bit more pressure. And at first I was just smiling and taking it super lightly and just like, oh, this is fun. Like I love, you know, it's flattering to be, we have people pour so much love into me, like telling me how beautiful I am, telling me how amazing I am. And just like them two are having their own experience about me. And I'm just like, just at this point, dancing by myself while they're just sitting there having this conversation. And I'm like slightly uncomfortable, slightly flattered. And I'm like, okay, this is super interesting. And I'm noticing that my emotions are starting to become a little bit more like contracted. I'm like, okay, I'm feeling a little bit of pressure now because I feel him actually like falling for me with her basically giving him permission in a way to feel what he's already feeling, but like put it into words. It's making it even more real and concrete for both of us. And actually by making it more concrete, it's polarizing how we're already feeling. So I think in, in, uh, before she spoke, we were kind of like in the same flow, feeling the same thing. But as soon as there was form and words put around it, it became polarized because what he was feeling was then exaggerated into like love. And what I was feeling was then exaggerated into like, oh no, uh, this is too much. But not to say it was too much. Like I really truly care about this person and I love who he is so much. There's no one else I'd rather be dancing with during quarantine than this person. I love him. I just am not in love with him. And there's a difference. And I actually like feel like I'm in love with someone else. And so this is where the the, the difficulty comes in. Like I, I went to this into this situation actually like wanting to clear my mind. And instead a situation was brought to my attention. And it was being reflected back to me. What I was doing to this guy that I have this crush on is now being reflected back to me and a guy that has a crush on me. And I'm seeing how I am contracting and I'm shutting down. And I'm like, I actually don't want this. This is too much. And how the more it got bigger on their end, the more I wanted to run away and like literally wanted to escape. And like by the end of the night, he was like, hold, like kissing my cheek, like sitting next to me. Again, super flattered because I love this person, but I was in such a different space. Like I was like feeling, and this is never to hurt that other person. I'm not saying that at all. It's just, I was in a space of trying to clear my mind from this love that I was attached to. And I realized in that moment, I was experiencing this exact situation totally for a reason. And it's funny because her son who ended up coming over, Alan, he was like, Hey, I actually have a speaker because our speaker died. 
And like, like almost as soon as we got there. So it was funny. We met this, these, this father or this mother and son pair and they literally had a speaker. They had basically all the ingredients that we needed to a perfect night in the, in the creator's mind, a perfect night. And for me, I was super uncomfortable. I was feeling all these emotions and it didn't feel perfect. But actually when I observed what was happening, it was perfect. It was so divine that I was like, this is exactly what was meant to happen. And the fact that she was so expressive was just hilarious because that like, I'm very expressive as well. And I love speaking my truth, but she was doing it to a, she was crossing a boundary. Like she kept going further and further and not necessarily, she was very intuitive, but it was almost like, she was like, I don't care. I want to force this to happen. And I got to see what, what, what happened when that energy comes up in somebody. Because when, when anything is trying to be forced, anything is trying to be pressurized, it wants to be free. It's like when you're trying to like force air into a balloon and all of a sudden you let the, the balloon, it like explodes, right? Like it, nothing wants to be trapped and pressured like that. And, and I was feeling that way. And at the end of the night, the funniest part was, um, he said, text me when you get home, make me feel special. And it's the exact same thing that this guy said to me. And I, and I was like, what are the chances that he used the exact same phrase? And so when I got home, instead of saying I'm home, I decided to, set, to say to him, thank you for this perfect adventure, which is exactly what the guy's motto was. And I said, universe, if this situation was contrived for me to learn something, um, tell me what that was. Um, like respond back in something that I would understand. And the response back was, don't forget child. And a few months prior, I did an inner child healing where the result of that whole thing, like we went to this family constellation workout, uh, excuse me, workshop, and we had to uh, act out our, our inner child. And like, we got to see other people acting out our own, like our inner child for us. And the conclusion of mine was, my inner child just wants to go on an adventure. She just wants to be taken on an adventure constantly. And it's just like so, oh my God, I just love my inner child thinking about that. Like, oh, I want to take you on an adventure. I'm sorry for ignoring you. I'm sorry for not taking you. And it's funny that his motto was, thank you for this perfect adventure. And then this guy that I went dancing with, his response was, don't forget, child. And it was the most clever thing the universe could have said to me. And it showed me that although we are not in control of the universe, we are creators of our own reality. We communicate in a way that is so, so, so specific to how we can understand it. So if we learn through pain, we will receive our lessons through pain. If we learn through inspiration, we will receive it through inspiration. That's the old Japanese Satori versus the Kenshaw philosophy, right? And this can be, we can learn through so many different ways. But the, 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 the reason I'm saying that is because we learn in the way that we can understand. And so this conversation was a way that I could understand it and interpret it and detach from the storyline and become the observer of my reality. And it was very clever, <laughs> I have to say. Like the universe is a spitting image of me and the way that I, I, I think that I, the way I communicate, I like to play with words. And I like being clever in my communication. And so if this creator was a creator of mine, 
they would have said the exact same thing. And so it was interesting how that was mirrored back to me. And, um, and I realized in that moment that I needed to let go. And I created this entire process, the, rewi the rewilding method. I drew it from this experience. I may create an entire method of how do I get myself out of states of control? When I am in a state of control, when I am in a state of um, panic or fear, and when I don't trust the universe, I go into the space of, oh my God, I'm, I'm going to shut down. Like I, I need to do something here. I need to take control. And I get in my mind and I make myself go crazy. Like I start putting pressure on the people and the things around me. And the best way that I can come up with and that I have done now that to snap myself out of this matrix, out of the dream and shift my state into a reframing is the seven step rewilding method. And the first thing that I did was I broke state. I immediately stopped what I was doing because I had journaled for hours and I'm like, I'm trying to get a result here. I need to stop what I'm doing and break my state. So I decided, okay, the next thing is creating space. I decided to go and I leave my house and I was like, I'm gonna go dancing. Like I need to get out of here. I need to go somewhere, do something I've never done before, take a different route, create space. Third, I need to express this energy in a way that's not going to be in my mind. I need to get into my body and express energy in my body and art. And for me, dance is a way that I express myself where there's no attachment to an outcome. I'm just dancing and I'm just being open and I'm just being creative. Number four, I aligned my heart with my mind. So after like, while I was dancing, I was building up my empowerment, building up my joy, totally forgetting about this situation, getting into my body, releasing all the attachments, dropping the expectations and bringing empowerment back into myself. I was like, man, I'm having fun. This is very cool. Why am I so worried about this? And then I bring my mind back into it while I'm doing that. Cause I'm in my heart and I'm aligning the vibration of my heart now with my mind, like getting them on the exact same page again. I shift into gratitude. I have that moment of, oh, wow. Okay. I have reached alignment. I have gratitude for the situation that happened, bringing it back to myself, relaxing my ego. And I forgive myself for going through that and for being so mind-driven because there's some shame that was tied into that and guilt. And there was some gratitude that needed to happen because as soon as you're grateful for something for happening, you can move on from it. I reframed the situation, so I brought it back into form in my mind. I rewrote the story. I expressed it again. You don't have to do this through writing. Just find a way to reframe and express it in your mind again. You have to bring it back up there so you can reframe the story. Basically, instead of just shutting the book, putting it back on the shelf, you rewrite what's in the story. Then you shut it, put it back on the shelf, and then you release it because the past no longer exists. Like Once you shut that book, once you learn that lesson, you can now move on from it. You can detach from the story and start creating a new future, right? So we are creators of, of our reality. We can rewrite our past and we can create our future. So that's the rewilding method, the seven-step process. Break your state, create space, express energy, align your heart and your mind, have gratitude, reframe the entire thing, and then release. So I hope that helps somebody out there. That definitely was a very personal, very vulnerable story. Still something I'm kind of in, and it's still something that I'm probably going to be in. 
but I at least have a method now for shifting myself out of it, catching myself so that I can better learn from these things quicker and not be a victim to my circumstance, but instead be empowered by the world around me and know that everything is happening for me and not to me. So I hope this message sits for somebody else out there in a similar situation.